The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Grace and favor and spiritual blessing. Grace and favor and spiritual blessing. Grace and favor and spiritual blessing. It's mine. Thank you, Lord. It's mine. Just lift those hands and just thank Him right now. Just thank him right now. Just take a few minutes. Just take a few minutes and just thank him right now. Just receive that yourself. You can't carry this grace and favor if you don't get it. But it's being poured out lavishly. It's being poured out lavishly today. This week shall be a week of lavish blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grace and favor. Grace and favor. Grace and favor. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Just thank him one more time. Come on. Coramba ratoso profonda le tele brevetta tadanda. Sopropo brananda rilieste pepeke petanono tariete. Seprapando resi prepando. For even this day, you might sit here and say, How will I get to where I'm going? But the grace and the favor and spiritual blessing of God shall propel every single one of you. If you covenant with him in advance, that you'll always give him the glory and the praise and the honor, there'll even come an acceleration. I see an acceleration coming out of this week. I see an acceleration coming out of this week. And October will be on a high, and then November, December is going to be off the chain. Then 24 will be the greatest year you've ever had on the face of the planet. This is not according to CNN. This is not according to MSNBC. This is not according to the White House. This is not according to the Congress of the United States. This is according to the kingdom of heaven. Can you say amen? And that's what we represent. We represent the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The God that never fails. Hallelujah. The God that answers by fire. Hallelujah. The God that never fails. The God that answers by fire. Hey! <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.
go, go ahead and sing. Just follow the Holy Ghost. Just go ahead and sing. I'll tell you, just go ahead and sing. It's time for a breakthrough. It's time for a breakthrough. Yeah. It's time for a breakthrough. Oh, it's time for a breakthrough. Yeah. Oh, it's time for a breakthrough. 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 Breakthrough.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, let every ear be anointed to hear your word. Thank you that no plan of the enemy will stop what you're about to do. We pray a supernatural peace over Israel and over the Middle East. And whatever the enemy is trying to do will fail hopelessly. Stop the dogs of war. Rake havoc in their plans. And thank you that the church arises today in great power. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All I know is he's God of the breakthrough. Can you say amen? All right, you can be seated if you can. You go with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 10. Joshua, chapter 10. And verse 5. Therefore the five kings and the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, king of Lashish and the king of Eglon gathered themselves together and went up, they and all their hosts, and encamped around Gibeon and made war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent unto Joshua the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants and come to us quickly. You know, when people need help, they'll know who to call. I believe when people need help in the days to come, they'll be calling you. Come up quickly and save us and help us for all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor, which when I look out over this group of people here on this field, I see mighty people of valor. So Joshua sent him from Gilgal, and he and all the people of war with them, and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, fear them not. So I want to say this right at the start of this conference. No matter who has come against who and what's coming against what, I don't know how many kingdoms are gathered all on every side. God says to you, as he did back then, he says today, fear them not. For I have delivered them into thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before you. Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went from Gilgal all night. And I love this. You know, when God's fighting your battles, you have nothing to worry about. The Lord discomforted them before Israel. Right now, God is discomforting your enemies. It is a terrible thing to be discomforted by God. Are you with me? Anyway, and he slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon and smote them to Azekah and to Makedah. And it came to pass as they fled before Israel and were in the going down to Beth Horon that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven. So it's not like... God's already wreaking havoc in them. He still throws stones down on their heads. Under Azekah, and they died. They were more which died with hailstones than they which the children of Israel slew by the sword. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, now watch this, because he realized he was running out of time. Son 
stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ayalon. Which you could see all of that is happening in the Middle East right now. Everything arrayed against Israel, but it's almost like the devil's trying to preempt and trying to bring about the events of the end times, trying to speed it up. But God's on his own timetable, and God does not operate by the devil's timetable. Can you say amen? And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon the enemies. It's not this written in the book of Jasher. So the sun stood still in the midst of the heavens and hasted not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like it before or after that the Lord hearkened to the voice of man for the Lord fought for Israel. That's why, you know, everybody's worried about Israel. Israel's the safest place on the planet because um, God is one who fights on behalf of Israel, I'm actually more concerned for America because I'm not sure who's fighting for America at this juncture. Can you say amen? So while we do pray for Israel, I pray for more for America because America is facing a mighty battle in this, in this hour. So you could call this a day like none other, the day when the sun and the moon stood still that gave them more daylight so they could fight the battle. The time is short. You could feel it. I could feel it on this trip through Africa. It was like an acceleration. Even though we were four days or three days in one place, it was like we accomplished what normally would take a month to do, it happened in three days. I saw an acceleration like nothing else I've ever seen. So coming out of this week of breakthrough, there'll be a supernatural acceleration. And as I already told you up front, shall pick up speed this remaining days of October and then November, December, and then 2024 will be your greatest moment. Can you say amen? So we know the time is short, the end of all things is at hand, and the work must be done, and it has to be done quickly. When I saw the hand of God clear the earth back in March of 2020, in the early hours of the morning, and I saw the earth clear, and I heard the voice of the Lord, and he said, and now the Lord your God will do this work. And he said, I don't care who's in the White House or who's in this agency or that. Because many people thought, well, it's the end. But the Lord said to me, the end is not yet. There's a job of work to be done. We were able to go to countries that I've never been to. And actually, in fact, when I stood in those lands, I said to them, because people even in those countries asked me, is it the end? I said, well, it couldn't have been the end because I had never come to your country, but now I've come to your country and there's many other nations that we haven't gone to yet. In actual fact, I felt in my spirit that in the next two years, we'll hit another 30 countries in Africa. Now somebody said, why Africa? Well, it just happens to be what the Lord's doing right now. Amen. And I'm not saying we aren't gonna go to other places. I got a call yesterday from Brazil, please come to Brazil. And our book is being translated into Portuguese now, uh, the one on Jesus is being translated to Portuguese. So we'll go to Brazil in the timing of the Lord. Are you with me? But remember, everything's to do with an assignment. So this is why God is speeding things up for us. Listen to me. And he's slowing things down for the world. Listen to me. God is speeding things up for the church and slowing things down for the world. Somebody said, how would he do that? When you pull the wheels off of chariots of the enemy, it slows them down. God has a habit of doing that. When I look at the things that are happening, if you watch the news program from this morning, I mean, it's actually 
ridiculous. Mike Pence was doing a presidential rally at Walgreens <laughs> with six people and empty chairs. You know, I think the spirit of Uncle Joe has jumped on him. He has an ability to draw crowds. You know you're in trouble when you're doing a rally at Walgreens. Most of the people, and it was in the area where people come to get the meds and people come to get injections. I thought, most of those people won't even get to vote for him next November. They're going to be dead already. So why are you doing a rally in Walgreens? Not funny. So God is... God is... God is speeding things up for his church, but he's slowing things down for the world. There's a frustration. You can see it in the world. You see, they, they're frantically trying everything because whatever they're doing is failing, so they're trying to get things going even faster. And the more they try it, the more the Lord will frustrate their plan because God's not done yet. And he's not going to have the devil set the agenda for the final hour. God's agenda is for the harvest of souls to come in. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the work that the Lord's going to do is going to be a quick work. I remember in 08... We were in Phoenix, Arizona. You've heard me tell the story before. And we had 650 churches on board for that crusade. And I could have rented the big, you know, like you normally want to do to accommodate everybody and spend $10 million or $6 million on this big event in Phoenix. And I really prayed about it. The Lord said, don't, don't worry about that. He said, just use the church as an upper room and go north, south, east, west, and central Phoenix, because Phoenix is spread over. It's probably much bigger now than 08. But, I mean, you could drive. It could take you three hours from the one end to the other end. It's huge. And, with, I mean, with traffic, it would be even be more. It's like become an overflow for Los Angeles. So we went to Phoenix, and we went to north, south, east, west, and central Phoenix, and we did meetings Across the city, we trained 2,600 harvesters. This is October of 2008. And we saw 46,000 plus decisions for Jesus Christ in that, that great meeting there in Phoenix, Arizona. There's still churches today that win souls out of that meeting. And it was on a Monday night in a Lutheran church which I didn't even know how I got into a Lutheran church. <laughs> oh, hell. Actually, I do know because there were two little ladies that met me at the back. They probably were in the late 70s and 80s, and they grabbed me and hugged me and said, we prayed you in here. <laughs> two little ladies into a Lutheran church. But the thing about the church was the name of the church was called Joy. So I thought, I fit perfectly in here. The pastor of the church was on Robert Schuller's board. And you know, I mean, I could never see myself ministering at the Crystal Cathedral. <laughs> I just wouldn't go, you know what I mean? I mean, he would be positive about me, but I would wreck the cathedral. Anyway, so... Um, we were having this meeting, it was a Monday night, and I was preaching, and then the word of the Lord flowed out of me like a river, prophetically, and this is what the Lord said, which actually shocked me, because I never used those words in any combination like this before. And it was this, tell the church, tell the church to speak to the Son. When I said it, I thought, my mind thought, what do you mean, speak to the Son? People are going to think I'm crazy, talking to the Son. <laughs> but... You know, you let the word of the Lord just flow out and you get the whole story. You don't stop halfway through. 
Tell the church to speak to the sun, for the sun is fast setting on the horizon of time. But just like Joshua commanded the sun and moon to stand still, so I will cause the sun and the moon to stand still. Now, I'm not talking about in the literal sense. I'm talking about in the eternal time clock of heaven. Are you with me? That even though Joshua got another day, the Lord said, I'll give you one more hour for there's not a day left. So when I thought about an hour, I thought, Lord, an hour, what's an hour? He said, well, if a day is um, a thousand years, then an hour would be like 40, 41 years. So I thought, okay, well, that's fine. I mean, that was 2008. I added 41 years. That put me around 87 years. I thought, that's fine. I'll take that one. Praise God, I'm going to run this thing. We're going to smack this thing up the side of the head. Well, you think about it now, 2008, 2018, 2023, we are already significantly into that. But if I go back and look from October of 2008 to now and just see what the Lord's done, surely, surely there's been an acceleration. Surely we have seen some of the most major things take place. During the course of this week, I'll share some things that is being planned. I won't get too specific with you about it, but I'm going to share not so that you can walk in fear, but so that you can understand why the church is going to have to have the supernatural power of God to accomplish what the Lord's doing. You can't do this with just, listen, I'm going to say this, and you're going to take it either the wrong way or the right way. You can't just do this. Well, we are, we save baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. There are tongue talkers that are going to be taken out in what's coming. This has got nothing to do with I go to a Pentecostal church. This is going to have to be those that are totally under the influence of the Holy Spirit in every realm of their life. In their lying down, they're rising up. In other words, they are so sensitive to obey what God is saying and what God's doing. In other words, to get the mind of God. You know, we teach you here how to be led by the Holy Ghost. But in many situations that come our way, we have to get the mind of God concerning that thing. There were many things over 10 countries that suddenly came up. And I had to pray and get the mind of God. Lord, what do you want in this situation? And I didn't have a long time. I had a half an hour to make a decision. Are you with me? So God is going to allow you to access into the realm of the mind of God for the moment of what he wants done. In other words, that means you're always ahead of what the enemy is doing. You're, you're always ahead. And the enemy is going, I can't believe it. There they go again. We, we did our best to stop them and look at them. There they just keep going. They're, look, they're just going unhindered. It's not right. I can just see the devil firing demons. You fire it. <laughs> you, you fire, you're useless. You, you, you people are useless. I, I, I send you to stop them and look at them. They've, they've gone in there and we thought we were going to stop them. And look at all the souls they got saved there. Look, look at all those people's lives got turned around. We told them not to go to room three, uh, 301. We told them, don't go to 301. They went to 301. <laughs> you know, the devil will always tell you up front what you shouldn't be doing, which is what you should be doing. Are you with me? You'll say, okay, you can come here, but don't do this. And then that's what you're going to do. You just learn. He actually spills the beans. They called on. the man of God, to come and help him. People are going to be calling on you 
Would you please come and help? Somebody said, yeah, but what if the problem's so big, I, I can't help. I'm, I, and here's what a lot of people do. The moment they ask you to come help, you go, eh, it's too big for me. I'll have to get somebody else. So you ask them. They said, that's too big for me. So they have to get somebody else. And eventually nobody does anything. Just go. Somebody said, well, I don't really have all the answers. You're never going to have all the answers. But when you get there, God will tell you exactly what he wants you to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord will start dealing with you in the night hours. I mean, there was many times over the eight, uh, the six weeks, and I'd go to sleep. Three hours later, I'm up and I'm already dealing. I can feel, I can feel the stirring of heaven. The Lord starts dropping things in my spirit. Do this, do this. I lie down for two hours more. I wake up, and then I'm, it's like an added thing. God just speaks to you in the night hours. When you when you finally get out of bed in the morning, you know exactly what to do. You can already see the whole day. The whole day that looked blur, blurry, that you thought, I don't know how we're going to make it through this day. You know, there's, there's things coming at us from every side. But when you woke up in the morning, you just smiled. And people said, what are you going to do? You'll find out. You'll find out. Pastor Allen will tell you. There were many situations that were thrown us at the last minute. And all of them were watching me. What is Pastor going to do now? And then I would be pressing into the Lord, like just, you know, if you saw me, you'd see me just stand there, and then suddenly, boom, I knew exactly what to do, and then it all just worked out, and we moved mountains, and we saw the hand of God come, and basically, that's really the way that you're supposed to live. Can you say amen? amen. You're supposed to live that way. Everybody say this after me, supernatural intervention. What I've come to realize is that many ministers of the gospel actually don't believe for supernatural intervention. They actually just believe that they're going there to do a work and whatever God wants to do must be done through their human efforts instead of coming in there, giving God their all, but now believing God for divine intervention where the Lord is going to come at a, a, in a miraculous way equivalent to the sun and the moon standing still, that kind of stuff. Amen. And don't go from here, Pastor Roddy said, the sun and the moon's going to stand still. I never said that. I'm talking about a supernatural move of God where no one can deny it. No one can deny it. In the one city that we went to, I didn't know two of the bishops were fighting and had been fighting for 25 years. They had sued each other. The one was over 2 million people and they were both, the one was in his late 70s, I think 79, the other one was 83 or 84 and they both were in the meeting on the front row. And I didn't know anything. What do I know? I just see bishops. I didn't know that the gentleman that was 84 that had suffered being in hospital couldn't really walk properly, and I walked by, and I just stood, and I had my hand on him, and I saw him, like, move, you know, just, and he got up, and he started moving, and he, he was dancing. He said, something happened when you touched me. Now, what happened? Listen to this. He was just laughing, <laughs> laughing. The other bishop starts to just weep. Both of them, they both drop on their knees. And when that happened, 15,000 people stood and started shouting because they knew they could see the hand of God. I just think two people are getting touched. What do I know? I've got a Chinese guy frying like a wok. You know, so what do I know? I just think two people are getting touched. I didn't know the story behind it. I did not know the background that here, two men on their knees, both of them would be at war with each other for 25 years in the nation. Public war, in the papers, on television. And the whole place was cheering. And, and so people had to come to me and say, you, you, do you know what just happened? I said, no, how would I know what just happened? I've never been here in the country. 
He said, you don't understand. Do you understand the miracle that's happening here? That what's happening here today is impossible. It's impossible. But something happens when God comes. So if God, let me ask a question. If God can do that with two bishops, God can do that with anything. God can do that with people in government. God can do that with anybody. It doesn't matter what realm they find themselves. Can you say amen? That's the power of the gospel that will shake whole nations in this hour that we will see breakthrough. The Lord doesn't want you to just expect the same old, same old. We're going to go in, I'm going to preach the message, and we'll get some people saved and healed and whatever. Those are the by-the-by stuff that God does all the time. We are to believe him to see a whole nation shaken by his mighty hand. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's for every one of you. Not just for our you know, they more qualified than I am. All it takes is a person yielded to the Spirit of God. That's all. And none of it, on all of the occasions that I stood there, thought, boy, if anybody's eligible to be here, it's me, you know. You know, I mean, some people said, well, you really deserve what the Lord's doing. I said, actual fact, we don't deserve anything. We deserve hell. What do you mean you deserve whatever? Well, you really deserve it. We don't deserve anything. God's not going to give you the breakthrough based on what you think you deserve. We got a call from another nation that we'd already finished up in, and we'd already landed back here in, in Florida, and they said, would Pastor Ronnie come back? When he was here, the younger bishops and the older bishops were fighting, but whatever he said to us in that one meeting calmed everything down, and they got together and said, let's work together to see the country shaken by the hand of God. So, you know, normally that would take a month of meetings to do. It happened in one service. That's what I'm trying to tell you. An acceleration like the likes of that which we've never seen before. Don't limit God. I've watched so many people limit the Lord. Now, and let me just say this to you. Yeah, because I talk about these things, then they want me to come to their city and they give me 90 minutes to do what I do. I don't do what I do in 90 minutes. It's not about a four-hour service. It's about letting the Holy Spirit. Listen, when I'm done, I'm done. If I'm finished in 90 minutes, I'll tell you, I'm done. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. I'm not going any moment past where I feel the wind of heaven to go. But if we're there, and we need bulldozer, we know, I know how to get the bulldozer in and run through the thing. If I need some dynamite, I know what to blow. Are you with me? If I need whatever need, I know this is going to get, this going to get a little rough here. It's going to take me a couple of, <laughs> going to take me a few hours. It's going to get a little rough here, but don't worry. Just fasten your seatbelt. You'll see it's going to change towards the end of the service. Are you with me? You only have that moment. You only have that time. And it's not a game. We're fighting for the souls of men. It's not about having a service where we all come and sing and hallelujah and we all hear the word and everybody reads the scripture and we all slap each other on the back and go home. It's about having an eternal result. So supernatural intervention. So my wife, of course, sitting here today, beautiful as ever. Okay, now let me just say this. So there were things I had to deal with that let me tell you right now, it didn't, didn't go over well at first, but I didn't care. I thought I'm flattening this thing here. I've never been in this country. I'm gonna never be back in this country, but we're here to have a result and we're gonna have a breakthrough. So I, were, I kept on the side as a secret missile. Are you with me? So I. I slammed the thing for two, two and a half hours. Altars are packed. People are getting saved, baptized, and then I called her up and she 
she got up there and joy hit the whole place and I'm just standing there smiling to myself because they didn't know I had another secret weapon I was about to unleash on them. But I had to, I had to do what I had to do. It's, it's, not, it's not fun trying to give a bull an enema on the run. Are you with me? It's not fun. When you're talking and the protocols are moving around and people are whispering to each other, you can see all of this stuff going on. I thought, yeah, let me tell you, you can whisper all you want to. I ain't changing nothing. I'm not backing off or anything. I had one bishop in the back room. I said, you are the biggest hindrance in your country. You are being used single-handedly by the devil to stop the move of the Spirit of God. Amen. I'm not there to be liked. I'm, I'm there to get results. Can you say amen? Let me do it. How many read the Gospels? You see what Jesus had to put up with. The Apostle Paul had to put up with. If you come with the gospel and you sit in the captives free, there's going to be an upheaval. There's going to be a shaking that takes place. There's things that are going to be stirred up in the city against you, in the region against you. But don't react in the flesh to that. Stay in the spirit and deal with it in the spirit. Because if you react in the flesh to it, you'll have fleshly consequences which you want to really save yourself from. Only say what the Holy Ghost tells you to say. Only do what the Holy Ghost tells you to do and then back off and let God make them miserable. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say this on me. God is making my enemies miserable right now. Somebody said, well, how are they going to get peace? If they leave you alone, they'll have peace. The moment they start to focus their attention on you, they're going to be miserable. If they leave you alone, they'll be fine. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say supernatural intervention, which is what happens when the sun and the moon stand still. So there are things happening at an accelerated pace. And you can see it, even, even in the world. But I felt the Lord say, the Lord said, I'm going to slow them down. I'll slow them down. I'm going to slow them down. I'm going to slow them down to give my church the time to accomplish what I've called them to do. Remember, the kingdom that we are part of is not linked into this whole kingdom of the earth. So the kingdom there is being shaken, but our king, the kingdom we are part of can never be shaken. So you just, so we said, what do we do? Laugh. <laughs> just laugh. The Bible says God sits in the heavens and he laughs. Just laugh. Somebody said, if I do that, I'm going to irritate some people. Good. Remember, the victory is not coming. The victory is yours. He's already given you the victory. He's given you the victory. Tell you, the power of God's all over this place right now.
The Lord is on your side. He's on your side. He says to you today, you don't even have to lift your hand. You don't even have to lift your hand. So I just speak it by the word of the Lord here that this remaining days of October, we shall see the acceleration. And even while you're here at this conference, that as we then go into November, November will be a month, amazing month of taking territory and then December the same. And everything will be in place for the new year for you to see everything that the Lord's promised. I, I feel that with every fiber of my being. And that the Lord will give you some, some miracles. Like, like, like I'm talking about like a equivalent to the sun and the moon standing still, that kind of stuff, you know. Where, where you cannot deny it, you go, let me tell you, I can't deny what's just happened. Not only you can't deny, your friends can't deny. Your friends come to you, they go, what just happened? Do you know how many nights when we all go back to the hotel and we all just stood in the lobby, we just looked at each other and just wept because we said, surely we sing the hand of God, the hand of the Lord, we sing the hand of God. Was everything to an optimum? Was everything to the way we wanted it? No, but the seeds were being sown and the fire was falling and the Lord was wreaking havoc on the whole plan of the enemy for that land, for that nation. You might be facing some major situations right now. Information that just came to you this last week. Things that stand in the way of your business, that stand in the way of your, your ministry or whatever, I tell you now by the Holy Ghost, it shall be supernaturally removed by the hand of God and you shall come through the other side. You shall come through the other side and you shall rejoice and be glad. That's what this week is all about. That's what breakthrough is all about. Everything the Lord first did with us, he, he did on the continent of Africa. And the Lord said, when you go now, he said, what you're about to see, he said, I'm going to do. And it was a first for us, ever. Everything we saw was a first. He said, now I'm going to do it in America. I'll break through your breakthrough. I'm telling you right now, God's not finished. It doesn't matter. Somebody said they don't have a speaker of the house. Who cares? Even when they had a speaker, we never had a speaker. It doesn't really matter. It's all, it's all trinkets. It's all smoke and mirrors. It doesn't matter. God's not influenced by any of the decisions that man made in the, make in the natural. God is God and he doesn't change. And what he decides, he decides. He doesn't have to ask man's opinion. What do you think about this? God says, I'm going to do it. Well, Lord, who are you going to use to do it? Um, I'm going to find somebody that's willing. I'm going to find somebody that's yielded. I'm going to find somebody that doesn't really think that they're anything. That will just come to me and say, Lord, if you could take me as frail as what I am, as unqualified as what I am, if you could use my hands, my mouth, my feet, then you could take me and he will come and he will take you and he will raise you up from obscurity and he shall use you and it shall echo through the nations and it will echo into eternity. The most unlikely people, the ones that everyone overlooks, the ones that people rejected, the Lord says, come here, come here. Let me, let me wrap this up. This is not the whole message. This, this is the start of the message, but we'll continue tonight. Everywhere I went, people would come to me and say, you do not understand what's happening here. I said, no, obviously I don't. They said, the grace, 
the grace. They said, you know, to pull this group of people together, we have never seen this group of people ever together in the history of our country. The, the different, the diversity of the people that are here today. We have tried, we have tried many things for many years. We've never seen it. We've never seen this amount of people pulled like this with these amount of leaders and the diversity of the people that all we could say, there's a grace that when you announced that you were coming. And yes, one more thing. When Pastor Eric said, what do you want to call the tour? You know what was quickened in my spirit? He said, you know, he gave a couple of ideas. I said, no, I want to call it Holy Ghost and Fire. And when we landed in some of the countries, the secular media was saying to us, you've come here for this Holy Ghost and Fire. We really need this fire. They didn't even know what they say. They really, and even the pastors that were head of denominations of evangelicals got up to pray before I minister. They said, Lord, we don't understand what you've given our brother, but we open our hearts to receive whatever you have for him. I'm telling you, an acceleration, and it shall happen right here. God's about to flip everything in America. It's about to be flipped. I'm telling you, get ready. He's not done yet. He's not finished yet. He's not finished. He's not finished. Breakthrough on every side. Breakthrough in your ministry. Breakthrough in your business. Breakthrough in your church. Breakthrough on the platform. Breakthrough in the balcony. Breakthrough in the parking lot. Breakthrough in your car. Breakthrough on your farm. Breakthrough in your house. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Just always give him the glory. And don't get so enthralled with the breakthrough that you camp at the place of the breakthrough. There's other breakthroughs that he wants to give you. Just keep moving. Breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Just keep moving. Don't relax. Yes, record it like we have. Yes, you can put out a video. Yes, you can document, put photographs. But don't camp at that. Oh, I'll tell you what, now we can go and retire. There's much more to be done. This is only the beginning. It's only the beginning of what God is doing in this hour. Can you say amen? God's not finished with Canada. He's not through with Canada. I don't care what Justin Trudeau thinks he's going to do. It doesn't matter what he thinks he's going to do. He's not finished. God's not finished with Canada. And he's definitely not finished with America. Can you say amen? And he's not finished with you. Hallelujah. I want everybody to bow your heads, if you would, please, across this field. Thank you for coming today. I feel your faith in this room if you can call it the room. Not one person is here by accident. Every one of you are here by God's divine purpose. This week shall be a supernatural week for you, even as you heard the testimony of the dear lady who felt she was too old, and yet she finds herself at River University. Every one of you shall be used of God in this final hour. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want to pray and give an opportunity for those that maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe a friend brought you here, you saw one of the ads, you came, you thought, let me go check that River Church out. But today as you're sitting here, you say, Pastor, I've never given my life to Jesus. I've never personally said, Lord Jesus, save me, which that must come from the mouth of individuals personally. I want to give you that opportunity to let him come and do that work on the inside of you. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I did give my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. But today I feel the Lord pulling me. I feel God calling me. Maybe there's something hidden that no one can see, that's hindered you, pride and unforgiveness and bitterness and jealousy and anger and lust, hidden things that clog the heart of man. But today you say, I want it gone. I want these things gone. You don't have to tell us. We're not interested to know. It's between you and the Lord. But you know, 
He said, I want it gone. I want to accomplish heaven's purpose and plan for my life. Maybe you're sitting here today, you say, it's not hidden, it's outward. And so it's been a public spectacle and I've really made the terrible decisions and everybody knows it. Listen, I don't care and God doesn't care either. God's a God of a second chance and a new beginning. And he says, come. Will you surrender your life afresh to him today? Maybe you're here. You say, Pastor, I do love the Lord. I, I gave my life to the Lord, but a storm came against my life. Out of the blue from nowhere, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked my world. But today I'm coming back. Today I'm going to surrender my life afresh to the Lord. And today I want to join my salvation restored back like it was when I first got saved. If you knew how much he loved you, if you knew how much he loved you, he loves you so much, so much. That's why he died, so that you could live. And then lastly, if you were here and you say, Pastor, I do love the Lord, but I'm not sure of my salvation. There's, I have this constant battle between my head and my heart. And the enemies are always just telling me that I am I'm not saved. But today, I want to know, I want to make sure, I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. I want all these doubts to go. If you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Quickly, just put your hand up. Say, pray for me. Thank you, 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 thank you. Hands are going up all across this field. Just slip it up high and say, yes. This shall be a new beginning for you. This shall be a whole new beginning for you. And maybe you even near yeah, and you say, look, I've wasted a whole bunch of years. God can even restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. God can make the next three years be like 30 years. So don't listen to the lies of the enemy, but listen to the voice of the Lord today. You can put your hands down. I want you to look at me, please. On this, the west side of the pavilion, if you did not raise your hand, but you want to be included in the prayer, we're going to pray right now. Quickly, slip that hand up on this west side. Raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. Anybody else? Just wave it like that so I can see it. Just wave it like that. Thank you. Right at the back. I see your hand back there. Yes. This middle section, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included in the prayer. We're going to pray quickly. Just slip that hand up right now and say, that's me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? All the way through the back. Thank you, young man. Yes. Thank you. I was five years old when I raised my hands. And then this section on this, the, the east side, you didn't raise your hand, but you want to be included in the prayer. We're going to pray right now. Put that hand up all the way through the back. I see your hands. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. I want every person that raised your hand, I want you to stand right now. Stand to your feet right across this field. Every person that raised your hand, stand. Stand up on your feet. I'm going to ask that you bring your personal belongings and come stand right here. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Come right now. Come right now. Today's your day of freedom. Today's your day of liberty. I have decided... To follow, to Jesus. follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the cross before 
the world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. one of the great things on even this trip through 10 nations was people that walked up to me and said, you know, I was 12 years old when I answered a call in your meeting 30 years ago. And now I passed the church. And it was not one place that there wasn't someone that said in the early days, and some of those meetings were small, but yet God saw them as important, you know. So I know here you are today and you that are watching me by way of television. If you mean business with God, God means business with you. This is a very holy moment here today because this is you and the Lord. I'm just the messenger. I'm just going to seal the deal between you and the Lord today. But if you mean business with him, he means business with you. And we're going to pray just a simple prayer. We do give scholarships to River University. That's for everybody. So if you want a scholarship, we'll give you a scholarship. You can come in January, the January intake. Someone said, why? So God can raise you up and then begin to use you. Because how many are tired of being used by the devil? Or maybe not used by the devil, but being tormented by the devil. It's time for you to torment him. Can you say Amen. And you do that by a life that's totally surrendered to him, to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to follow you. Yeah, things in my life turned out terrible, but from this day, they're going to turn out different because I'm surrendering my life to you today. Amen. So I want you to just close your eyes and raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from, and we pray this together. Just pray this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your words, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead, I will be saved. So Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart, put in a heart of flesh, wash me, cleanse me, change me, fill me, use me. Let me never be the same again. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, 
for saving me now. Now, Father, I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation. Every single one of them from this day, every attack of the wicked is broken off of them. Every plan of the enemy is broken. Every spirit of witchcraft, I send it back to its point of origin. From this day, you shall walk in victory. From this day, you shall walk in peace. From this day, every addiction is broken off of your life. And from this day, you shall run with ease. For he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I pray the blessing upon them even now. In Jesus' name, amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.